Welcome back, everybody. Here we are again for the first time in season nine, talking alone. One of my favorite shows that I've discovered over the last couple of years or so. I have done some intermittent coverage along the way, and a new season kicked off seven or eight weeks ago, actually, at this point. Uh, And finally, in here to catch up on all of that and just talk some alone in general actually with a guest that I'm really excited for you guys to to hear uh but before we dive in on all of that a couple of things that I did want to just flag up ahead of time because I know alone is not the most popular show in the world but I really do think it's one that a lot of people who are just general fans of reality TV that may be subscribed to this podcast and checking out the first couple of minutes would uh, potentially enjoy. So I, I, before we dive in, wanted to just quickly roll through what is Alone? Uh, Alone is a show on the History Channel where 10 people each season are stranded a few miles apart from one another, somewhere generally in the Canadian wilderness. The location changes every so often. Uh, this current season is in Labrador, and they have essentially zero supplies other than the camera equipment that they are given to film everything they do. There are no camera people out there with them. There are no producers out there with them. They are truly, as the title suggests, alone uh, for the duration of this process other than occasionally there are like medical check-ins to make sure that letting someone continue in this competition wouldn't risk any kind of like long-term bodily harm. Uh, And so the 10 of them begin all at the same time. And then over the course of a season, they will all either quit or be pulled because they're like losing too much weight or there's some sort of medical risk uh, in carrying forward there. And then the last one left wins $500,000. And I think worth noting uh, that at no point along the way do any of them know how many others are still out there. So it really is a, a big time tense test of not only survivalism skills, but also just like mental fortitude and endurance and staying strong uh, in that capacity as well. So a, a really fascinating show that I frankly like I never thought I would be interested in anything even kind of like this. I know survivor is theoretically kind of a show about outdoor survival but it's always been like the strategy and kind of social elements of that that have intrigued me and I have never cared to speak of uh about the actual like surviving in the wilderness elements of survivor but alone is beyond fascinating I I really do believe that even if you like I did, would identify as a person who doesn't care about this sort of thing at all. I would still say it is uh, a show worth checking out at the very least, uh, which you can do, by the way, on Hulu. Uh, they have most of the older seasons. Netflix generally has one season, like the second most recent season. I th- so in this case, as season nine is airing that we're going to be talking about today, I think it's season eight that is up on Netflix. And then Hulu has the ones prior to that. And furthermore, you can catch up on this current season that we're here to talk about today 
over on history.com. Again, this is a show on the History Channel, and you are able to watch all of the episodes uh, for free, incidentally, over there. So one final time, would strongly recommend that even if it doesn't sound like your thing on paper, you give this a look if you are just a reality TV fan in whatever capacity. And I honestly feel like the fact that my guest here today wanted to come on my reality TV podcast to talk about this show is kind of like the ultimate testament to just how good it is. Uh, My guest is one of my oldest friends in the world, frankly. Uh, When I moved to Midcoast, Maine at age 10, I guess it would have been in like summer of 1997, he was one of the first friends I made just because He lived down the road and I hadn't started school yet or anything. Uh, We are now 35 years old and still very good friends, but he is not like a reality TV guy at all. He is certainly not a listen to my podcast guy or a want to come on my podcast guy, at least for the first 10 and a half years of this podcast being a thing. But uh, he, for the last several weeks has been talking about the idea of wanting to come on and discuss some alone. Uh, and I was happy to have him on to do so. So, uh, great times. I've already recorded that conversation, which I will play for you momentarily. Once I am done rambling here, Uh, I will say for anyone super spoiler averse, which I self identify as for sure. Uh, first of all, congratulations on having excellent impulses when it comes to consuming media. Uh, I will say though, if you are one such person, we do get into, I think primarily discussing the winners of uh, seasons six, seven, and eight. I don't think we do any others in there, but they, they come up in passing, uh, along the way here. And so if you are someone who could see yourself wanting to watch those seasons, uh, and not be spoiled on them, first of all, I would say you should definitely watch them unspoiled. This is a much different show when you know who the ultimate winner is going to be. Uh, so maybe (laughs) go binge three seasons of television and then come check in on this podcast. But I, yeah, I did want to just throw that out there because I know that would at least conceivably bother some people. It would certainly bother me if I, if if that sort of thing uh, happened in a podcast that I was listening to and I got just immediately spoiled on three seasons that I was really looking forward to watching. Uh, So be aware of that. Uh, And to any prospective new viewers of Alone, I would say six, seven, and eight are probably seasons worth checking out kind of early into whenever you want to give this show a shot just because it does become I would say kind of a a more polished product starting with season six but historically I would say I've had great success starting people on this show with season three uh so my recommendation and obviously feel free to do whatever you want uh, but I would I would personally advocate for begin with season three and if you like it then go six seven and eight and then catch up on the older ones after that Uh, but again by no means is that process mandatory you are totally fine I would say if you want to just start with the current season season nine and just see what it's all about uh, no big deal whatsoever so uh, what we are here to do is just catch up on everything that's gone down thus far 
on season nine. Uh, Nick and I are going to draft the remaining contenders in a must-win format. Uh, and along the way, also, we are going to have just a couple other kind of like prop bet situations come up. We're going to put some, not a, not anything crazy, but a little bit of money uh, on the line to make it interesting. And uh, I guess the only other thing before we send it over to that conversation is new season of the challenge, uh, like a new kind of spinoff of the challenge altogether has begun. And Scally and Liguori are of course back covering that for us on this very podcast feed, uh, talking the challenge USA, which I believe episode two just aired last night. I watched the premiere. I liked the premiere a lot. Haven't seen episode two yet, but, uh, looking forward to catching up on that and hearing what those two have to say. And then final note, uh, Dom and I, are underway now over on the patron feed with a new rewatch of a classic season, a true banger. We're talking Micronesia. Uh, actually, the premiere episode that we did, I just posted for free here on this main Dom and Colin feed, so you can check that out. And then over at patreon.com slash Dom and Colin is where you can be getting the rest of that. Uh, and while that is underway, uh, if you are new to the patron feed, we also have complete episode by episode rewatches of many, many, many other classic survivor, Big Brother, The Mole, uh, a lot going on over on the patron feed. So one more time, patreon.com slash Dom and Colin. I believe that is it in terms of things. I need to get out of the way up front here. So at long last, we can now send it over to our alone season nine catch up, draft, prop bets, etc. discussion with my great friend, Nick. Here we go. All right, so here we are, and joining me now to get into some of the specifics from what we've been seeing go on this season on Alone, my great friend in real life, Nick. Nick, how you feeling? Good, how are you? Glad to be here. Yeah, hey, uh, a, a very surreal moment for me, if I'm being honest, uh, that you are <laughs> on the podcast, just because... I never thought that you would have any interest under any circumstances in doing this podcast. I actually, b before we get into alone, let me ask you, have you ever seen a single episode of Survivor? I don't think so. Maybe, maybe you might have had me watch an episode of the first season. I don't remember, but not that I can, can recall. Yeah, I, I thought that was more than likely than not to be the case. Yeah. But anyway, certainly seen plenty of alone and you're actually the person who told me about alone a couple of years ago i guess at this point uh before we dive in on what we've been seeing with these specific people still left let me ask how are you liking this season overall yeah i think this season actually has been probably the best so from what i've seen so far because uh for multiple reasons seems like you know, uh, to this point, there's I, I could be wrong, but I think um, there's more competitors still in the in the competition uh, this many days in this many episodes in. I could be wrong, but it seems that way. And it also like it's it's not really very clear at all, you know, who is going to win, where I think especially in some recent seasons, it's that hasn't been the case. It's it's we've had some pretty good indicators of you know, who, who's, 
in a good position to win it all. So that, that's been my, my thought so far. Yeah, I agree. And I think you're probably right. Although I also haven't looked up the like exact statistics on how many people are generally there as we hit day early forties or so, but having six, I, I, I do know that Terry was just pulled on day 42 and having six people remaining, I would guess is if not unprecedented, pretty close to it this many days into a season. And even like the first couple of people who went out, who all due respect, I, I certainly don't mean to make it sound like I could do any better or even close. I, I couldn't make it one day on this show. Right. But right. I would say that compared to the others, it did seem like the younger dude uh, and then the guy who just like wandered around for a few days before deciding to set up camp exactly where he got yeah. dropped off. I uh, were probably not in there with much of a chance in the first place, but even they like the, the lower likelihood winners uh, were making like 15, 20 days or whatever. Whereas in a lot of the earlier seasons, there would be five or six people out Uh in the right. first couple of weeks there. And yeah, I think a crucial, crucial element that you also addressed uh, in what I've been really enjoying perhaps the most about this season is not only the caliber of competitors they have out there, but the fact that at least as of right now, there's no clear front runner. Uh, the, the last right. few years have really come down to one person gets big game and it's just a matter of can they maintain that lead uh you more often than not yes is is the answer there and like last season when i was just covering the show by myself i got to the point where i was rooting against clay not because i disliked clay yeah. at all but just so that we could have a season where someone got big game and that wasn't just like an automatic victory but at least to this point uh no one as far as i can tell is really standing out as like an obvious front runner and every time that someone has looked like they might be uh nudging ahead of the pack they're just snap gone like I, the benji elimination in particular i think if we had been in here a couple of weeks ago we would have been talking about it in terms of like benji against the field like that's with the beaver and, and everything else. Uh, and then I thought Terry became like the incumbent front runner after Benji got eliminated and he's now gone right. too. So yeah, really tough to say. Right. Yeah. And I think there's like a, there's a sliding scale of, you know, big game. And like, like for example, with clay uh, having gotten a deer, like that's, uh, I don't think even close to as advantageous as, you know, Jordan getting a moose and then uh, Roland getting a muskox. Those are much larger animals. And uh, I assume at least the muskox has more fat in it. Um, but 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 yeah, I agree with what you're saying that I would have said just sort of by default because Benji got a beaver and then Terry got a beaver. While those aren't I don't think those are considered big game, but they're they're pretty decent sized animals. Um, you know, I, I kind of felt like they were the de facto front runners and you know who knows we, like it's it's hard to say because Benji uh, it seems like he basically was eliminated because he you know had some sort of you know stomach issue that caused him to go out and you know who knows he might have been the front runner if that didn't happen so yeah it's hard to say yeah yeah, yeah. well let's uh i i think over the course of this discussion we'll kind of draft our way through these prospects as one form of gambling we can potentially do here on how all of okay. this is going to play out. But 
let me uh, begin with a different question here. Since we're on the subject, and I do think it's a really important one, uh, I know that at least I personally am rooting to see either zero people get big game. And I, by big game, I, I mean like bigger than a yeah. beaver. Uh, right. uh, yeah. Incidentally. Like a, like a bear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How I had no idea beavers were like 60 pounds. I thought they were like 20 pounds. I, it turns out that I've spent 35 years with no real concept of how big a beaver right. is. Uh, yeah, but, they get pretty large. <laughs> so I'm rooting for either zero people to get big game or more than one person to get big game. Uh, but let's start with just betting on if that will indeed happen. Uh, so I guess th the way to do this is... Let's let's set like the the baseline number at I'll bet X to win ten dollars okay. that someone at least one person gets big game and we'll I guess raise back and forth until we until someone thinks the other has gone too high. <laughs> okay. So like I'll, okay. I'll so, so I'm sorry. Just make sure I let me make sure I got that this correct. You'll bet X to win ten dollars. Right. And we'll so we're. We'll go back and uh, forth, and so you you take the other side when you think the other person has gone too high. Okay. So I'll start. I'll say I'll bet five to win ten that I think at least one person will get big game, and I, I hopefully we will not have to litigate what constitutes big game. Sure. I mean, we'll just say you know bigger than a beaver. Sure. Um, okay, a hundred plus pounds. Okay, and you're gonna say you'll bet five. To win ten. Um, so you can either raise or, and we'll go back and forth, or you can just take it right there if you think I've already gone too high. I think I'm gonna take it. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I was honestly trying to bait you into raising because I also feel, I, I, for whatever reason, I'm I'm, yeah. I'm also getting the vibe that we may go this whole season right. uh, with no one getting it, and I think that's great yeah. for the show if that does end up happening. Like I like that they're in a location where big game seems to be pretty difficult, at least at this point. But most, if not all of them at this point, have had at least some success with like smaller game, like squirrels and grouse and so forth. And it really does, in my mind, make it not to... I, I don't mean to make it sound like getting big game is an unfair thing by any stretch, because obviously they all have the opportunity to do that. But it makes it more competitive and interesting to me if there's a lot of opportunity for small game, but not a huge amount of opportunity for big game. Right. Yeah, there's there's certainly been a lot more uh, grouse this season. And I, I have actually some experience myself with hunting grouse, believe it or not. But um, I believe it. You're kind of <laughs> a redneck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually I was curious in watching uh, some of these people earlier today and like rewatching to prep for this podcast. Of course, on alone, you can only ever use a bow and arrow. Have you ever, mm -hmm. as, as someone with some at least hunting experience, unlike me, have you ever used a bow and arrow to hunt stuff? No, never. Uh, just shotguns and rifles. But uh, but it, so the interesting thing about this season is uh, with the amount of um... sorry, there's somebody using a leaf blower right outside my window. <laughs> um, So, yeah, uh, this season we've seen, like, them get a ton of grouse, and these are spruce grouse, which is, um, which is, there's, like, two 
main uh, species of grouse. There's spruce and then there's rough grouse. So I've, you're actually not allowed to hunt spruce grouse uh, where, where I've done it before because they're not, like, to just put it bluntly, they're pretty dumb. Like, they don't move around a lot. They're not, like, afraid of you, and they just, like, don't get out of the way. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I mean, I would imagine that hunting the type of grouse that I've done, rough grouse, in the past, it would be extremely difficult with a bow and arrow. But, no, I to answer your original question, I've never used a bow and arrow hunting. I think I've only shot a bow and arrow once, maybe in gym class. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh so I guess I, I certainly have a couple other uh, prop bets of various natures along the way, but I think the pertinent thing to do right now is talk our way through the remaining contenders that we have here. Uh, it's I don't think there's a huge uh, difference to be found between mm-hmm. having like early picks versus late picks in the draft, but I, I, I guess uh, – to like maximize fairness, let's say one of us okay. will, will go. One person gets like the first pick, yeah. Fourth pick and fifth. We'll do it snake style, so it'll go number okay. one selection overall, and then the other person will go two and three. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, yeah. uh, do you want to go number one or do you want two and three? Oh, I think I'll I'll take two and three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I now. Feel a lot so of we're, 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 yeah, we're our pick to win, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, this yeah, is okay. now a must yep. win yep. situation. Right. All right. Uh, so we'll, we'll say, so some, I'll have the one, four and five pick and you'll have two, three and six. Sounds good. Okay. Uh, or do you want to swap knowing just cause I didn't clarify earlier that. No, that's fine. That's okay. fine. Uh, all right. So one, four and five pick. For me, I'm honestly kind of torn here. I was I was hoping that I would get the two and three pick because I do feel like, <laughs> yeah, gun to my head, I think there might be three that kind of stand out uh, from the pack at this point if I had to be like splitting hairs. Mm-hmm. Number one pick, man, I think as surprised as I am to be going this direction and I don't think this person would have even necessarily been like a top three pick for me prior to this most recent week. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to go with Adam uh, who just okay. found that old piece of like dock wood to really batten down the hatches on his shelter there. And uh, if memory serves, I think just got two grouses as well, if not a little bit more than that. Uh, I, I feel like this last week in particular was a yeah, big he, one. He got two grouse that actually just, flew into his camp like while he was yeah while he was doing shelter stuff yeah is grouse the correct pluralization of grouse is is not a word i'm not sure <laughs> I, I don't know grice maybe yeah. i don't know uh yeah, but yeah adam i feel like we haven't seen a ton from him to this point but on a show like this and particularly on a season like this i don't think that's a huge deal uh by any means where generally speaking on reality tv they'll like try to set you up for really knowing and liking and rooting for the eventual winner and i don't feel Mm -hmm. like adam's gotten that kind of treatment to this point but i also don't think anyone else uh, in in the group i I feel like benji and terry were getting a lot of the story during the the early weeks there uh so adam 
I think stands out to me as my number one pick at this point. The one thing I will say uh, is he calls his admittedly extremely good shelter Moss House, uh, which yeah. I have to assume is a reference to Roland's Rock House. And that feels like a very audacious move to be immediately like putting yourself in the territory uh, of Roland and the performance that he put on there. But hey, maybe he's you know willing it into existence. So uh, Adam, I think, is going to be my number one pick here. Are you on the same page as me, Nick, by the way, that Roland is the goat, like the LeBron James of alone? Yeah, I'd have to say so. I mean, it's the only, the only reason why I would sort of put some hesitant hesitancy in that is that um, in his season was the only season where they had, and again, I'm, I'm still a little unclear on what the, actual rules are but it was pretty clear that they had to go 100 days uh for for some to win um whereas in all the other seasons we don't know how long you know take jordan for example in season six right that jordan was the winner season six yeah he was and i yeah the the point you're leading to i think is a good one where jordan when when his season ended he still had like 200 pounds of meat right Right. So we don't we don't know how long he he could have lasted if put in a position where he had a competitor that was going to go, you mm-hmm. know, longer than the 70. I think it was 60 or 70 days he he was out there. But but, yeah, I mean, I think Roland, he he would have to be, you know, the front runner and the, the best of all time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. the, the yeah. LeBron James, as I know you're yeah. you would frame oh, it. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 All right. That was that, I was more trying to get you to freak out. <laughs> LeBron I mean, that's, than anything that's else. Not true at all. But, <laughs> yeah, all right. uh, but yeah, it, I, I think it's certainly well within the realm of possibility that many of the people who have won could have gone a lot longer than they ended up having to. But I think based on what we have actually seen play out, which may be a very unfair metric, it's it's I think just difficult to argue against Roland and like find any real like flaws in in what he did Mm -hmm. out there like if we were to say we're gonna have an all winner season where they all show down against each other uh Mm -hmm. i feel like roland and just the kind of background from which he comes at the even setting aside all of the survival elements roland would be my pick just because it seems like he has no interest in ever tapping whereas the other guys even though they did not end up tapping at any point along the way on their seasons i feel like uh roland would have pretty much every conceivable edge even against some of the the best players of all time but neither here nor there and obviously very difficult to say and certainly not trying to take anything away from anyone else who has uh won the show there but long story short adam putting himself at least in some respect in that same territory by calling his place Moss house, I feel like at least is a good indication that he has big expectations for himself out there. And so, uh, while perhaps audacious, maybe one of the better signs you could ask for is that someone's trying to fill the shoes that Roland left. Yeah, no, he's definitely confident. I think he, uh, we're talking about Adam, right? Yeah. Um, he, he seems to be pretty even tempered, which I think is, you know, looking at past winners seems to be a pretty good indication of, mm-hmm. you know, success. Um, uh, yeah, and he's got he's gotten a variety of different, uh, you know, food sources. Looks like he's had squirrels and and um, and uh, grouse and and some fish. So, 
Yeah, I, I think I, that he's he's definitely one of the top contenders. I would say. I, so I, I do again to go back to the various different types of small game that they've that they've been able to collect here. I think mm-hmm. this may be my favorite location they've ever used along those lines, where it does seem like there are plenty of opportunities for a bunch of different ways of gathering various different animals. Uh, over the years, have you found yourself feeling like one location has ever really stood out as like your favorite they've ever used? Yeah, I, I, it's either it, it's definitely uh, either this one or the Arctic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Labrador or the Arctic. Um, last season, what was it? it was Grizzly Mountain or, or yeah, I th- yeah, Grizzly yeah. Mountain, which I think is very, I think also like on Vancouver Island, right? Or very oh, ne- very nearby, right? Right, same general. That was pretty idea. good too. Um, but yeah, I, I just think the. I probably, if I had to choose one, I think I'd choose the Arctic. I, I think uh, the gill nets are, uh, you know, being able to use that makes it interesting. Um, the size of the fish they got were enormous. That and, and they, you know, they got different types of, you know, rabbit and uh, different types of land game, um, you know, and then uh, and there's potential for big game too. This this season's interesting because it, it has. Uh, a combination of like freshwater and saltwater um, sources, which I guess the saltwater aspect hasn't really come into account much, which I thought it possibly could have, but it doesn't seem like it, there's a, uh, you know, great food sources coming from the ocean, but um, uh, it's definitely interesting. This is definitely one of my favorite. So, yeah, yeah. no, I, I'm a big fan of this location. And I do think like from a visual perspective, the two most interesting might be, Patagonia and Mongolia just because they stand mm-hmm. out uh, from sure. the others. But I do feel like survivalism wise, they may have actually been uh, a little less interesting than the right. rest. Yeah. All right. Uh, right. So Adam, number one off the board, it's okay. back over to you with the next two picks. But before you make them, can I ask, would Adam have been near the top of your board or did I just like punt away yeah. a bunch of, okay. Yeah, he would have. Yeah. Um, again, I think I, I could conceivably see anyone winning. I really could. I'm not just saying that, but I do think there are some people who I definitely lean towards and we can get into the, my rationale on this after before I, you know, I don't want to give away a whole lot, but like, <laughs> but uh, I, I think it's, it's like, it's a really even field at this point. But, I think this is the most even final six I can ever remember seeing. And I agree with you that I could see any yeah. of them winning for sure. Yeah. Uh, so I do, I have the next two picks. I know what I want. I'm not actually sure who I would rank higher. Um, but I, do you just want me to give you the two or, or how do you want I, I guess, uh, start with one, just pick whichever it's okay. not like I can steal the other one from you. Right, uh, right, right. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, Temujin mm-hmm. for number two. Yeah. Um, he, I think on paper coming in, he looked the best having, you know, the military and the medical background. Again, I'm not sure. Sometimes I think that's kind of overrated, but I, uh, you know, based on my performances of past seasons, but I do think he, you know, he seemed confident coming in. Um, he's been able to, Temujin, let me see. 
He doesn't have children. That's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, he's gotten grouse. Uh, so I think he, and, and I did like that they, with a little uh, spoiler for the next episode, it looks like he's celebrating something to a large degree. It's, I'm not sure what that could be. It could be something really small, but I, I think he's, uh, he looks good for going forward. You know, his, his, uh, Yeah, I just think he. I think I, I just I just like where I'm sitting with him and the next guy who I'm choosing. So yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think yeah. uh, Timogen would have been the next one off of my board as well. And I think you're right that on paper it seems like he has a very uh, usefully diverse kind of background for a lot of the most vital elements out here. Not only the survivalism, but also like just the mental game. It seems like he could have. Mm-hmm an upper hand at as well. And the military thing, I feel like it tends to go pretty hard in one direction or the other. I feel like uh, the, the history of alone is littered with the corpses of military guys who thought they were going to do a lot better than they actually did. But those who are are able to actually get out there and succeed, I think do have an upper hand and Timogen, could very conceivably fall into that latter category. He's clearly not in the first category right. guy in way over his head. Uh, so right, yeah, I, right. I, I definitely think this pick makes uh, a ton of sense there. The one concern I had about Timogen, although I, th- in looking through the rest of the cast, I guess it's pretty true of m- all, virtually all of them as well is historically we tend to see, bigger people with more weight to lose have a bit of an Mm. upper hand and he is not coming in here with that much extra weight on him. But I don't think virtually anyone was. So uh, it's kind of a wash. Everyone's lost a lot of weight. Yeah. Um, Like with Terry, when he just got, got pulled from medical, it was Terry, right? Yeah. He, gosh, he looked like he'd, lost like a ridiculous amount of weight and was looking like really, really thin, even though he had, he, I think he said he ate most of the beaver too. So that, but, but yeah, I, I agree with you. It's, um, that's obviously a concern with Temujin, I would say, but, um, I, I think it, in episode four, I should have written down the day. It said he was down 23 pounds. So episode four would probably be what, you know, mid twenties, somewhere yeah, around there. Yeah. yeah. Which is yeah. not, some kind of what you would expect, I guess. So I, I think people are out there generally losing like a pound a day or so. Uh, I, I want to say yeah. it was either Adam or Tom uh, has already lost like 40 pounds and Jesse's already lost 30 some pounds. Uh, I'd be surprised if anyone yeah. wasn't yeah. losing crazy weight at this point. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, do you want me to give me my next pick? Yeah, let's do it. My next pick is, is Juan Pablo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I think he's got a good temperament. One thing I really like about him is that he put on 60 pounds for the competition <laughs> beforehand, which I think again to our last um uh to our last point I think is is big. And is I I tried to write down, you know, how they give the the weight updates. I tried to write down I unless I missed it, I I can't find any sort of weight update for him. So I guess I'm sure he's lost a, a bunch, but, um, you know, having put on 60 pounds, I think that's going to bode well from, for him going forward. 
Yeah, it's um, hard to tell if it, uh, he's the one. I feel like I haven't seen anything of him without like seventeen layers on. Uh, so right. I, in my mind, he was also a pretty skinny dude entering this season. But yeah, love. I, I, I somehow missed the memo on him having put on sixty pounds. Uh, he, for the record, would have also been my next pick. I feel like he's got a lot yeah. going for him there as well. And he, I believe, has been very successful with at least the fish and i think recently got a grouse uh yep and a and he got a weasel which is oh that's right yeah 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 Yeah, he got a um he he wounded a grouse on day 30 lost that one unfortunately i think oh okay but no that's right he found he found part of it because an animal had started eating it but he, he found the remainder of the meat which i mean maybe could be risky but but yeah he did end up finding some of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I feel like he's also another person that we've heard talk about just not feeling like tapping is even an option, which I do think is worth noting. Like, uh, right. as much as I'm sure everyone in the history of the show has enjoyed just kind of the experience of being outside by themselves, I feel like there is a noticeable difference between the kind of people who are like, tapping is just completely off the table and it's the last thing I would ever willingly do versus I, I, I do feel like it's not at least uncommon to get people out right. there who care a lot about the experience and like proving things to themselves. I, I feel like Juan Pablo right, is the right. one that we've they heard. Sort of have, they almost take like a spiritual right, almost right. attitude towards it where, yeah, I don't, I, that doesn't give me a lot of confidence. I don't think we've seen any winners that have sort of taken that attitude. Um, but it's hard to say, you know, I, I mean, it's 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 really hard for you to for us looking at, you know, this edited production to really, really know what's going through their heads, especially, you know, with the with the video editing. And the, the one thing I noticed myself doing was like sort of taking comments that they would say in a particular episode. And then I'd realize, like, that's just video editing voiceover it could be a completely different day and time yeah. of the competition where they're saying they're making this comment. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's really hard to say. A hundred percent. Yeah. I, yeah. I just feel like uh, to pull an extreme example from last season, I think Biko was very straightforward about like quitting this game is simply not on the table for me. I need the right. money too much. I have twins on the way and I have no fallback plan. And by the way, right. I loved his tactic of, they each get to bring one photo from home with them. And instead of bringing a picture of his family, Biko brought a picture of the job that he hated so much and didn't want mm, to go yeah. back to. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think anyone in this cast is voicing things at least yet on that same level, but I did get the sense that Juan Pablo may have been the most thinking along those lines of like, I really want the money here. And right. that's a big advantage I would say. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, so job well done on successfully sniping both of the people that I was hoping <laughs> would somehow fall back to me yeah. there. Okay. I think, uh, I guess the order doesn't matter because I'm going to have the next two picks anyway, but gun to my head here, if I had to kind of like bet against myself, I think the person I would take next would be Carrie Lee, who mm. I, she is the one, I know it's either she or Jesse, but I'm pretty sure it's her is the, however you pronounce it, the, Seer, Siri, the S E R E office is, is which one of them is that? Seer, so Seer, uh, that's Jesse. Oh, okay. Seer school instructor. Yeah. So are you, are you changing? Or oh what man, are you... now I now I kind of, now I kind of <laughs> want to. Uh, 
Oh man, this no, I, I, I think I'm still gonna. They, they both are, they both are primitive skills instructors. So I, I, I did write down, um, I did write down Jesse was former Air Force SEAL instructor for survival, but they're both primitive skill. Yes, yeah, I did write down Seer for, for Jesse. Okay. Uh, but they're both primitive skill instructors. Okay, close enough then for me. I'm gonna stick with with Carrie Lee just because. Uh, when we get to Jesse, I do think she's doing very, very well on that shelter. Uh, I just feel a little better about Carrie Lee food-wise, and at this point, I think that makes uh, a bigger difference than it did in the early days. So uh, we have seen, I feel like, uh, a, a very solid shelter uh, as far as Carrie Lee is. Cause, like, what I'm looking for at this point is just shelter and food, uh, and then mentality yeah. will be a, a, a tiebreaker if right. it comes down to that sort of thing. But I feel like uh, the shelter we've seen from Carrie Lee uh, has been very strong and she seems comfortable enough in it and not potentially like overdoing things to the same extent that some others might be uh, and like burning yep. needless calories. And then that fruit leather that she made, I don't know how many. Yeah, I was going to mention that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know the cal- the caloric kind of value of fruit leather compared to uh small game animals and so forth but it did seem like a food supply she could make last uh and even if the calories there's a lot of it too yeah exactly even if the calories berries i've I've never had bunch berries (laughs) i've never even heard of bunch berries to be honest but they the people out there seem to be big fans and i feel like just knowing that she has a pretty deep reserve of food could be a good thing for just like the mental will to keep on going. So yeah, uh, yep. yeah, yeah. The the thing that's weird about Carrie Lee is we haven't seen like a whole. I think we've seen like the least, definitely the people remaining. We've seen the least amount of footage from her. Um, maybe even you know we've probably seen a lot more footage of some of the people I've tapped out. It's it's really interesting. But I guess like what I have seen from her is that. Um, it's been pretty good. Like, it seems like she's, like you said, she's making the fruit leather. She's, uh, she's gotten grouse. She's gotten fish. Um, she snared a squirrel. My main concern with her is her, is prior age, you know, but mm-hmm. she's, she's 50, 57 years old. And I mean, I think, you know, that's, that's, I could see her like, like I could easily see her getting like second. I, I don't know. It's, it seems like a bit of a stretch for her to go all the way. I, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe I'm doing some unfair profiling here, but the the yeah. vibes that I've been getting have been kind of Wanoya kind of vibes from uh, the the woman who finished mm. second to Jordan, who did very right. very well survivalism wise. But I could see Carrie Lee getting to the point where she says. I've proven what I've needed to prove to myself and it's just not worth it to keep going in, right. a, in a spot yep. where there could be God knows how many people still out here. Yep. Yeah. Sure. Uh, but certainly very, very impressed by Carrie Lee overall. And actually I think I'm going to uh, pull an audible here and go with Jesse actually as my next pick here, uh, who I feel like the bulk of what we've been seeing from her has been just the creation of Hodgepodge Lodge, which does seem mm-hmm. extremely legit. But the concern, of course, is that it may be a bit overly legit and uh, some mm. unnecessary calories are being burnt there and not enough focus is being put on gathering uh, food. But just in finding out that she is the one with the 
seer or siri however i'm sorry i don't mm-hmm. know how to say it Sears, yeah seer school yep. uh and then on top of that you know tom now being the last one left on the board i think would have been my next pick if he didn't have that kind of like back injury yeah, potential it, yep. uh yep. where i think if the question is which is more likely Jesse completes her lodge pretty quickly for at this point and is able to go focus on food or Tom somehow just has no ramifications whatsoever from this back injury. Uh, I think I would bet on Jesse in that, in that situation. So I uh, feel refresh me on the food that we've seen her get to this point. I know she has gotten at least a squirrel and talked about a fox being potentially nearby. Uh, but I feel like what we've actually seen is her mostly with the lodge. We haven't seen a lot from, I mean, we've seen her snare several squirrels, uh, like two or three at least. Um, and I think it was, no, you know what? It, yeah, that's the interesting. And I looked this up right before we talked, she didn't bring, fishing hooks or lines, which I thought was really bold. Um, so that was, that was really interesting. I did not um, know that. And that makes yeah. me a little nervous. <laughs> Although, I mean, we've, yeah. we're, we're getting close to the point where winter is like arriving. And I didn't, to be honest, I didn't realize that there was a saltwater situation uh, nearby. So that changes things uh, mm-hmm. potentially as far as like the fishing is concerned, but whatever freshwater stuff they're getting is about to freeze up. Right. Yeah, I mean, um, I think a lot of the fresh water is is moving water. Okay. So it's, it's but it it does seem like uh, at least based on like the uh, timeline of our episodes, it, it seemed like there was a lot of fishing going on in early episodes. We haven't seen as much lately, so that may not be as much of a concern. I and I have to imagine that fishing and uh, you really haven't seen really any fishing into the ocean. It just seems with you know their with the the temperature and the just the logistics of you know it just doesn't seem like it's it's very viable um i would say so I, I, that may not be a, a huge deal my my primary concern i i would have put jesse last and the reason for that is is probably solely based on the fact that i think we we see here basically projectile vomiting in this uh, as a, as like sort of a teaser for the next oh, episode. Didn't know. So, that. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, like, you're missing the big indicator. <laughs> no, that's fair. I, that I, I, uh, didn't do my due diligence there. So, uh, I deserve to be yep. my, my equity taking a hit. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, that that's not necessarily game over. I think we've seen people recover from that, but it's, it's obviously not good. Right. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 hard to say. So it's uh, I mean, you may have gotten a huge steal here, by the way, with Tom. But, if the back injury isn't a, a big deal, I do think he has plenty of potential. Uh, if that is just kind of a uh, red herring there going on with the end of this most recent episode. Yeah, I mean, Tom, he seems like he's doing pretty well. Um, he did well with fishing early on. Uh He's caught a ton of food I, I, in, yeah. he, in all different sorts he, he, of food. He, got, he, he snared a bird, which name I can't pronounce. Uh, uh, yeah, he's got that uh, like, lichen, lichen? I don't lichen, know. I believe. Yeah, okay. uh, and, and uh, I mean, uh, he, he self-describes as like a hunter who is out here on the show to hunt and to, to be more 
in tune with how the prey operates. Uh, and I mm-hmm. honestly, I now feel like a complete moron because I do feel like if anyone is going to get big game, I feel like we may have been this in retrospect, the most set up for it to be Tom, who I feel like has gotten mm-hmm. a lot of content about being a hunter. Yeah, could be. Yeah. I mean, th- I thought one interesting note is he, he actually, and I haven't, Surprised we haven't seen this before. At least I don't think we have. He actually dyed his hair green coming into the mm-hmm. competition, or a piece of it, to make like a like a like a fly, like for fly fishing. And I thought that was like super creative. And sure, we haven't seen that yet. I don't think. No, I, I liked that a lot. Yeah, yeah he had uh, cool. some green hair, and I think he attempted to dye another part of it pink, and it just like didn't take. But yeah, I, I really liked that. That right. was a, a very heads up play and. Uh, I don't think this would be a huge issue for most people who are willing to go out there on alone in the first place. But from a just purely aesthetic perspective, from my background uh, watching reality TV shows, the kinds of people who go on the shows that I usually am watching would not be into just having giant chunks of their hair missing while they're on TV for a long time. Uh, But I think Tom recognizes that that is a worthwhile trade off. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, but the concerns with Tom, I think, like you said, he, he the, the back injury, and I think similar similar to Jesse, we saw a quick preview. I think he falls again. Oh damn! Uh, which is which is not good. And then the other part is he's on day thirty five. I have a note that he he uh he lost he's he's lost forty four pounds on day thirty five, which is you know quite a bit. So yeah, I, I mean. It's kind of – I'd probably give a little bit of an edge to Tom over Jesse, but I don't think it's sig- that significant. So. Okay, yeah. Uh, I, I feel, I'm feel i very nervous now that we've talked through all these people that Tom <laughs> is going to be like an incredible steal and I've just punted away the entire game here. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I think a very wide open field no matter yeah. how, you, how you look at it right now. Uh, right. And if you are going to split hairs, I think we're on roughly – the same page, but I do love just being in a situation where it totally feels like anyone left in the mix here uh, is drawing totally live to win. Right. Uh, another thing that really stood out to me during the early days, and I am very happy to grant that it is much, much easier said than done to actually pull this off. And I think maybe mm-hmm. Benji may have been one of the people talking about it, but I feel like we've heard a couple different people talk somewhere along the way about wanting to set a new record for how long they were mm. out there. Uh, and I, the current record, of course, being the 100 days that Roland mm-hmm. was out there in season seven. Uh, so let's, I think, Nick, sure. let's do an auction here on mm, the no <laughs> the number of days that the winner will be out there. Yeah. Uh, okay. So we'll go, so wow. we'll start with like a low-ish kind of number, at least wow. conceivably, okay. and then we'll raise back yeah. and forth until we think the other person has gone over. So this will this will just be bet ten to win ten. Wow, this is tough. Okay. So I, I, I mean, really I'll start it about this. Yeah. I'll, I'll start okay. it conservatively and say seventy-five. The winner will be be there seventy-five okay. days. All right. Um. And so okay, so I'll just choose. Okay. Mm. Either either say a higher number or yep. take the under. Yeah. All right. Let's go with seventy nine. I will say the winner will be out there eighty one and a half. So 
81 would be <laughs> under, 82 would be over. And it's whatever – when it gets to the point where it says day whatever, one person remains. And they get either told that they're the winner by the producers or their loved ones. I'm not sure how it's going to work uh, this time around. That that final day number that we see is what we're – that will be the, the final you. result. I got you. Yeah, I'm going to take that. I You're going to take the under? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Under on 81 and a half. Uh, so day 81 or sooner means how, you were... How high would you, would you have gone? By, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I would have gone higher. I don't honestly know what my final number would have been, but I, did, I, I just felt like we heard a few too many times not to pay some attention to it that in those early rounds, a lot of people were out there thinking at least that that would be something in in play for them that they would like actively want to do for themselves is get past the hundred day mark uh and maybe those are people who are already gone i don't i didn't write down who it was that was saying it uh but i do feel like we have a very capable crew here and i would not be surprised actually let, let's uh we can we can do it in these terms i i i don't think it's more likely than not but i think it's very much on the table uh and i probably shouldn't say that uh as we're about to bet on this but i think it's i think it's very realistic that we could see a a new record set here so i guess let's do another it's it's so hard to say yeah yeah let's do do a a bet x to win 10 on or hang on i'm let me let me think about so we'll do it in terms of the person saying there will not be a new record set. So the, we're essentially betting on the over under 100.5 days and you're going to yep. get odds to take the over. So okay. it is, we'll do this in terms of I'll put up X dollars to win 10 on the under is, is I'm, I'm sure I'm explaining this <laughs> in a confusing way. So it's we'll raise, I'm confusing myself here. I should have thought yeah. this through. Uh, so we, it's bet X to win 10 on the under. So we're increasingly giving better and better odds for the person to take the over. So I'll start like I'll I'll bet 15 to win 10 that there is not a new record set. And okay. so you can then we'll just go raising on the You'll 15. 15 yeah. to win 10. OK. Um, 17. Okay. I will go 20 to win 10, that there is not a new record set. 22 to win 10. I will go 23 to win 10, that there is not a new <laughs> record set. All right. 24. 25. <laughs> um... 27. I will go 29 to win 10, that there is not a new record set. I'll take that. Yeah. I'll okay. That. I, I was going to take it if you raised. I felt like right around <laughs> three to one uh, yeah. se- seemed legit to All me. Right. And, and my big concern in why a new record may not be set uh, and like why I would need odds to bet on the over uh, in that sense is it's going to take multiple people to set a new record, right? This is not a situation like Roland where 
he was out there by himself for a while because he had to hit a hundred days to win. If the second to last person goes out, they're not going to just leave the winner out there for as long as they feel like it. They'll come in and tell them that they right. won. So I, I think exactly. it's essentially multiple people need to make it a hundred days or very close to it for there to be a new record. Yeah. Let me ask you this. If, if we had multiple people, let's, we'll just use like, uh, a bear, for example, if, if you had multiple people with big game, say they were a bear, would you would you say it would be a favorite to set a new record? Uh, it'd be it'd be very close. I think if if multiple people had bears right now on top of us hearing repeatedly that multiple people wanted to set a new record, I think at even money, I would probably bet on yes at that point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So we maybe that makes that's probably about right. Yeah. I, I could... there's, so many, there's still so many things that can go wrong. Uh, you know, even set aside the mental right. game aspect of it. But yeah, there's just so many things that that can go wrong. But I mean, even yeah. setting aside like fluke accidents or eating the wrong thing or whatever, just mm-hmm. it is very. I, I think very important to keep in mind it's so much easier said than done when it's day four mm-hmm. and you're feeling good versus it's day 96 uh, and it's freezing cold and you have no food. Uh, I think it's a lot more difficult when it's actually going on, but we will see. Uh, yeah. All right. Any other hot alone takes that you wanted to get out there, Nick? Mm. We pretty much covered it. Um, no, I think we're I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh well, I want to say to you on air a big time thank you for just getting me into this show in the first place. This has been for sure one of my favorite new discoveries of the last couple of years I guess it's been at this point. And like I'm already at the point where I'm actively like rewatching the older seasons that I blasted through the first time around and enjoying them all over again. Uh alone I I would genuinely cite as one of my favorite shows just on TV these days. I'm glad I could do something for you. Yeah. <laughs> it only took 25 years. All right. Uh, I right. think that is going to do it for us here today. So thank you, Nick, for taking so much time. I know uh, you've got a very busy day to get back to oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> degenning right. down in Florida. Uh, but thanks uh, for, for taking the time out of your afternoon. And I'm sure I will uh, be talking to you soon. Thanks for having me. Thanks.